educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. here so uh bear with us so uh but it is uh friday uh june 16th and there's a, a little echo <laughs> it's been friday all day long, and it has been friday all day long so well welcome to the friday afternoon club with chef kevin shin kevin howdy doody hey dan it's good to be here <laughs> Here we are. Well, uh, coming up in the second half of today's show, after the news at the bottom of the hour, uh, we'll welcome uh, Bill Steffen, Executive Director of the Lead Center for Performing Arts and uh, Curator for Jazz in June, the longest-running outdoor concert series uh, in Nebraska. Uh, and so, yeah, the Jazz in June shows are, uh, we're already halfway through the month, and uh, there's a couple left. And so Bill's going to give us a little update on what they got coming up in the next two weeks. And, uh, and Bill's also bringing along with him John Tavlin, uh, with the act uh, for this coming Tuesday's Jazz in June, uh, the Metro Jazz Quintet. So it'll be exciting to, to talk with John and, uh, and Bill. What a, what a great, uh, I know Kevin, you've been down there from time to time. I was down there this uh, past week. Love. Love that scene. Yeah. It, it's one of our gems in the city. Yeah. Oh, well, I, uh, well, I actually ran into you. <laughs> we, we ended up... Uh, of course. Uh, ...going and having a cigar and a, and a glass of whiskey. But, uh, um, yeah, well, we need to have uh, the folks that you were helping down there come in some Friday afternoon. Yes. Um, Bill Radke and his team are putting together a, what we call a second chance kitchen. Yeah. And uh, it, it hires people who are formerly incarcerated and uh the centerpiece is a cuban sandwich yeah and you're you're the baker well i'm i'm the trainee or trainer yes (laughs) yeah that's just such a great idea and they're uh, hoping to get to the point where they open up a brick and mortar uh, soon right right and if we have more nights like we did tuesday i I don't think we're very far off because uh, we sold about 200 sandwiches. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the feedback was outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and remind me of the name. They've got a unique name. Ebor. Okay. Y-B-O-R. And that stands for? Well, it's uh, sh- uh, short for Ebor City, uh, oh, where yeah. the Cuban sandwich was born. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Bill spent time in uh, uh, Tampa. And fell in love with the Cuban sandwich and the whole lore and the melting pot of that, which is the Cuban sandwich. And uh, he brings his vision here to Lincoln. Hey, 
Very good. Well, uh, welcome to our guest uh, producer for the day, Caleb Henry. Caleb, hey. Hey, how are you doing? We're doing great because it is a Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin. You, you might need a drink, Caleb, you and Dan both. Well, we had a, we had our own <laughs> Thursday Afternoon Club yesterday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. And, uh, we absolutely did. We down, went down to the beer house after the show and uh, kind of caught caught up on everything KLIN and everything Dan Parsons' show and everything Caleb Henry. And so, yeah. Right. Well, you you uh, you do that, yeah. or, or you are doing that. I am doing that. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, what are we drinking well, today, Chef? Uh, we're we're having a strawberry margarita, mm. and um, strawberries are in season now. June is the uh, peak season for June bearing. Um, strawberry plants i found uh, a nice uh harvest at uh the market last saturday and so i thought i'd bring a little taste of that yeah. and so you'll probably find more at the market down uh-huh. downtown tomorrow morning and uh but i'm i'm kind of violating one of my own rules here because i don't tend to rename something so if it ain't broke don't fix it right so but but it's a strawberry margarita but a margarita it doesn't have strawberries but it does have tequila uh triple sec Mm -hmm. citrus Mm -hmm. i'm just adding a little bit okay where i where i get sideways is when you tell me oh this is a tequila old-fashioned well that that, that's not really an (laughs) old-fashioned It's a tequila drink because you've taken something exactly. out. Exactly. Yes, that's not. You've right. taken something out and like added that. something. So yeah. I'm gonna offend a lot of people. I if you just call something did. an old fashioned. I did. And the the the, the uh, phone lines are probably lighting up right now. <laughs> How dare you? Well, that sounds delightful. Well, uh, Caleb, yeah, thanks for uh, filling in for Johnny. Johnny's, uh, I guess, out camping and doing some wild thing with his buddies, and so uh, here we are. Yeah, he's, we're giving him a lazy weekend. He's even off tomorrow from what he would normally be doing on a Saturday. Oh, well, well. Oh, well, we we all need a little bit of time off. As people have heard on the morning show, Mark Vale's been gone. He'll yeah. be he'll be back later this next week. Jack Mitchell will then take off. They'll tag they'll tag one in, tag one out at the airport, and then <laughs> Jack the Mitchell family will head out to Italy for a couple of weeks. That's and, oh, we're all doing European vacations. I, I mean, yes, yes, all all of you, not me, not me. I'll do fishing. I, the, the most European well, I will get is close to the Canadian border. I told you that if I weren't going to Europe, uh, I'd be on that fishing trip because mm-hmm. I used to fish uh, for walleye every spring. Uh, uh, down in Kansas, not in uh, not in the North Country. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Well, uh, as you know, uh, Caleb is one of the stars of the LNK Today with Jack and Friends, and he's also uh, the sports director here at KLIN. And I thought it would be appropriate. By the way, here I'll pass this along. Yeah, get started. Caleb, there you go, and uh, we'll Thank try you. this. Oh yeah, that works. Oh, that I wish I was sitting outside. Uh, I wouldn't even need an umbrella. <laughs> but this no, is your umbrella, right? This here. is Just my hold umbrella. This over your head. Yeah, cheers, guys. Well, I, I thought it'd be appropriate, uh, since we've got an Oklahoma boy in the house, Caleb, uh, to talk a little bit about um, 
the big sports news this week. There was no big sports news. It was a very quiet week across <laughs> across all sports, especially locally. There's nothing big happening in Omaha either. Yeah, yeah. That, that little ball game they got going on up there. Which, how about that, by the way? Did you see the end of the first game up no. there? No. Oral Roberts hit a three-run home run top of the ninth, and that ends up being what, what's the difference. Oh, my God. I didn't... Uh, I was working all dang day. I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't in baseball mode yet. Um, doggone it! That's our friends on sixteen twenty the zone. They're 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 airing all of those games up yeah. there. John Bishop, he's nice, pretty, he's the voice nice, of it. Nice. Well, he knows his stuff. Well, no, uh, I mean uh, the 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 headline in Sports Illustrated: Oklahoma star shocks the softball world, enters transfer transfer portal. Oklahoma's All American pitcher Jordy Ball entered the transfer. Uh, transfer portal on Monday and will return to her home state of Nebraska. And I know you guys have been chatting about that, Caleb, but I just thought, uh, so Kevin was, uh, Kevin's an Oklahoma boy originally. We, we drafted him up here. Sooner and, born, sooner bred. Well, you guys have had it. You guys have had enough. We'll, we'll take That's her. I mean, three straight titles down there at Oklahoma and, and, and Miss Ball being part of those last mm-hmm. two. Her career record is insane. I believe it's like 40. It's forty something and two. Did and did I hear you talking about uh, uh, the ticket sales? Okay, so I've got updated numbers on those as okay. of today. Um, Brady Oltman's. I, I saw his tweet on this one, and he does stuff for Hale Varsity because last night on the Sports Nightly show, Greg Sharp said that there had been over eight hundred calls had gone into the ticket office yesterday after Jordy Ball's announcement was official. Wow. Eight hundred calls for season tickets for Nebraska softball. Keep in mind, Bullen Stadium seats 2,500. <laughs> and, and, if, and if you start to go, okay, well, that's about a third of the stadium, but most people, when they order season tickets, they're not ordering just one. They're at least getting two. So you're already past 50% capacity. Um, our buddy Brady Oltmans from Hale Varsity found out from Nebraska Athletics that the wait list prior to this week for softball season tickets was 26. Mm-hmm. As of lunchtime today, the wait list, 2018. Gee whiz. And that doesn't include the 365 season ticket holders from last year who get first dibs on renewals. Yeah. So you are looking at, you're sold out. Mm-hmm. You're, you're sold out on your season tickets, and then you obviously want to keep a few for those game by game. Nebraska had one of the better attended softball programs in the country last year. And they weren't they weren't top twenty five. Yeah. They didn't win the conference. Yeah. Did had had some decent games in the regional, but didn't didn't advance past that. Haven't been to a super regional since twenty fourteen, the call the women's college world series since twenty thirteen. But you bring in the exact position that you need, and Jack Mitchell likes to say this all the time. You give Husker fans just a little glimpse, just a little bit to get excited about, and they'll jump all over it. Well, and and people have compared this uh, this athlete uh, in in women's sports, uh, w- what the equivalent would be, and what what maybe we're more familiar with in football. So what what would be the equivalent of this move for this uh, this young woman? Well, you it would have to be somebody who was just on a championship team in a team that's always competing for championships and they would have had to have been named the most outstanding or most valuable player of that championship game because she was named most outstanding player of the uh, women's college world series there's nothing comparable wow there's literally nothing now you can you can talk okay someone's maybe 
won a Heisman or they've been uh you you can think of some people like uh like Jordan Anderson who was at Pitt and then went out to uh went out to USC and it was he was a Blitnikoff winner and best wide receiver in the country. But that's kind of a that's a little bit of a move up from where those programs are. And you think of Caleb Williams going from following Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma out to USC. That's mm-hmm. kind of a lateral move program wise. Nebraska softball has not been bad, but they haven't been Oklahoma. They haven't been a program competing to host regionals every single year. They, ha- Like I said, they haven't been to even just a super regional in almost a decade. It'll be a decade this next year. Yeah. So to me, the closest equivalent would have been a hypothetical had Jalen Hurts not, gotten, <laughs> not left the 2017 national title game for Alabama and been named MVP of the title game wow. that they ultimately won, but Tua Tagovailoa had to come in for that game. Now, they both came back to Alabama the next year, but here's where the hypothetical that would be the closest possible to this is if Jalen Hurts stays in that national title game, leaves the comeback, they win, he's named most valuable player, and then the next week, decides to he's at Houston. <laughs> That's that's the closest college wow. to where he was from. Wow. Not a bad program, but if you give them an elite quarterback, an elite player at the position of need, they can be something special. Maybe for them it's it's competing for a conference title, and there's different levels for all of this, but that is the closest hypothetical you can come up with in recent memory because this is unprecedented. Wow. This is not wow. something that... Well, I can see why the softball fans are going a little nuts. <laughs> exactly. Very much so. And this is a really good program that's already set themselves up yeah. with a lot of really talented defenders, a lot of really, really talented hitters. Yes. And the one thing they needed with the graduation of Courtney Wallace um, was somebody in the circle, was somebody that could come in and pitch and that's what you get with Jordy Ball, wow. who's perhaps the best pitcher in the country. Wow. We're visiting with uh, Caleb Henry, sports director on KLIN, who's filling in for Johnny Cadillac, who's, who's bailed on us for the day to go camping. And, uh, but we're still going to uh, carry on because it is the Friday Afternoon Club here on the Dan Parsons Show with Chef Kevin Shen. And you can always follow Chef Kevin on his Instagram accounts, read uh, what he's writing, what he's cooking, what he's... Uh, uh, growing in the garden and uh, sh- uh, his Instagram cra- account, Chef Kevin Shin, S H I N N. And coming up in the second half of today's show, we'll chat with Bill Steffen, Executive Director of the Lead Center and uh, also the curator for Jazz in June. We'll talk about the second half of the season uh, of Jazz in June. But uh, we'll take this short break and we'll be right back uh, for the rest of. Uh, Uh, This segment with uh, Chef Kevin here on 1499.3 KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Huskers. Pretty quick, and you don't want to be the person that causes an accident. If you do see a problem on the road, they'll feel free to give us a call on the traffic hotline. That's 402-479-1414, and that's a look at your time-saver traffic. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN and any darn time you like on your favorite podcast platform. Well, it is the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin and we're uh, along with uh, uh, with Caleb Henry, uh, the guest uh, producer for the day. We're sipping on a delicious uh, margarita, um, uh, a strawberry margarita. That's right. Uh, 
strawberries came from the market Saturday. And uh, there are two kitchen tools that I would highly recommend. Okay. Because if you ask me about a recipe or how to make something, I'm probably going to call on a kitchen scale. So weighing things out mm -hmm. is uh, very useful in understanding baking instead of just cups and, and measures. Uh, but the other thing is a juicer, a centrifugal juicer that you can juice melon, citrus, strawberries, for and, example. And, and it's just the uh, manual type. It doesn't have to be an expensive, right? Or mm -hmm. is it a... Um, either. Either. So, But if you really want to take your... Take game the to, game to the next, to the next level. level. Yeah, get a centrifugal <laughs> juicer. Okay. There's so many things that you can do with that. Yeah, because you did that with the cucumber last week. Cucumber, yeah. beets, yeah. which, again, some some of the audience might already be choking. <laughs> beets oh. taste like dirt. Oh, I tell you what, uh, not when you have Chef Kevin's no. beets. Uh, you'll, you'll be a convert. Well, uh, coming up after the break, at the bottom of the hour, we'll welcome uh, Bill Steffen, Executive Director of the Lead Center for Performing Arts. And uh, uh, Bill, of course, is the curator for Jazz in June and his team at the Lead Center. Uh, so we're halfway through the season, Jazz in June, uh, the longest-running outdoor concert series in Nebraska. Uh, and joining Bill, uh, he's going to bring along John T uh, Tavlin uh, with the Metro Jazz Quintet, uh, which will be performing uh, this coming Tuesday for Jazz in June. Uh, well, Chef, <clears throat> yes. you know... Uh, we know each other really well uh, after all these years, but, you know, I just thought it'd be fun to uh, give our listeners a little snapshot, a little bit more of the insight. You know, we, we only get to see you once a week. And so uh, your journey, we mentioned Oklahoma, talking with Caleb uh, earlier about the Oklahoma sports uh, news this week. Um, so we drug you up from Oklahoma to, That's right. uh, um, to come to Lincoln. and uh, July... Uh, I think it was July 2nd, 1990. I moved here and it was 105 degrees. <laughs> I thought, where have I come to? Because when I visited in December of um, 89, it was like minus 10. <laughs> well, good. Well, you got the snapshot. Well, I got Nebraska the, a very good flight. snapshot of the extremes of Nebraska. Because uh, people, people ask me, How'd you come here? Yeah. How, how did you get here? Well, uh, short answer, first job. Uh, thinking I might stay here two to three years. Right? Yeah. Well, you went uh, from Oklahoma. To uh, California. From, from your undergrad mm -hmm. degree, and mm -hmm. then you went to California, California to seminary. I did. And uh, there I met my uh, wife, and we fell in love and thought, oh, who is a Californian? And we thought, oh, let's stay in California. And then realize, oh, my gosh, the cost of living yeah. is ridiculous and then we got an opportunity to come to nebraska and then we realized oh my gosh the cost of living <laughs> is so different it's a little different and much more affordable so we decided uh, let's move so we did move together as a married couple into a whole new life of where nobody knew us and that was a great way to start over uh, again, thinking we'd be here two to three years, and now I'm still here. Yeah, thirty. Because again, years later. Our, our listeners that maybe not you were a youth pastor before you were a mm -hmm. chef, right? And um, that's that was the first invitation that got me here. And um, when I came to a point of realizing I need to do something new, this doesn't seem right. Um, 
I described my decision. I had to leave the ministry to find my faith again. Yeah. And I did that. Yeah, you did. But it yeah. was a long, hard road, and it was a difficult path. But I had a dream of opening a little restaurant because I still wanted to take care of people. I yeah. was still a pastor <clears throat> yep. at heart. I just didn't hold the office anymore. Yep. I had the gift, yep. but I didn't hold the office. And um, it was surprising how becoming a chef allowed me to exercise that gift outside of the office in a way in ways that I could have never done that. Well, yeah, because and that's why I kind of wanted to fill in those blanks because I well, think it Dan, makes, real quick, I'm very yes. happy, chef, that you're still working with spirits. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Man, if, if, if Johnny will be proud that yeah. you're filling in those one-liners for him. Um, um, well, I uh, th thanks, Caleb. That's perfect. That's really good, Caleb. That's, that's, that's really good. You're going to put that. You stumped me. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna. I was gonna say last week you're you're helping fill in the blanks for our listeners because last week we talked quite a bit about hospitality, and uh, your passion for not just food and ta but taking care of people in your restaurants and now in your micro restaurant. Right. So that does that. That comes from your uh, uh, your education and your heart for ministering to people. Yeah, one of the. One of the common stories people might remember or even know just from lore is the story of the Good Samaritan yeah. who stopped along the way to care for a stranger. Mm -hmm. And that is the essence of hospitality, is taking care of someone. I have no idea who this is, but they need help, and I'm going to give it to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, we're visiting, as we always do, on Friday afternoons, uh, the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. You can follow Kevin on Chef Kevin Shin, S-H-I-N-N, -N, on Instagram. Well, coming up after the news break, at the bottom of the hour, uh, right after this break, uh, Bill Steffen uh, with the Lead Center. And uh, he's bringing along uh, John Taplin with the Metro Jazz Quintet. And we're going to preview the second half of uh, Jazz in June schedule. So we'll be doing that. So hang on, and uh, we'll be right back after this message in the news here on 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Educating. Informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.
And welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show. It is a Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin. Every Friday, we, you know, the rest of the week, we do the informing, we do the educating. Uh, you know, we have the business leaders, we have office holders. We do all that uh, Monday through Thursday. When it comes to Friday, we want to help you kick off your weekend uh, with the Friday Afternoon Club with Chef Kevin Shin, the entertaining portion of the show. Chef? What? Better way to kick off the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. With, with a strawberry margarita. Star- strawberry margarita is delicious because strawberries are in season. Uh, and say hello to our guest producer, Mr. Caleb Henry from hello, hello. LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Uh, filling in for Johnny Cadillac, who's, I don't know what the heck Johnny's doing this weekend. He's up to no good. You know it. <laughs> um well, coming up on Monday show, I'm really excited about this. I wanted to plug it. Uh, every Monday we have Hot News with Flatwater Free Press. Uh, in their big story that they actually published a day early, they usually publish the, the big stories on Friday, but they published it a day early because this is a blockbuster. Uh, the title of their story, Using Loophole, Seward County Seizes Millions from Motorists Without Convicting Them of Crimes. Uh, as editor Matthew Hansen put in his uh, uh, weekly news uh, letter today, quote, it's quickly becoming one of the most read stories in our short history. So uh, we'll be joined by, um, I think Matthew's on vacation, but the reporter uh, I'm hoping to get, the reporter who uh, broke this story for Flatwater News Press, and then in the second half of the show, uh, two, a, a former state senator and a current state senator who know this issue really, really well, uh, former state senator Laura Ebke uh, and current state senator uh, who worked on this issue in her prior service in the legislature, uh, Danielle Conrad. Well, Danielle Conrad is also on Friendly Fire with uh, with Stu Kearns, who's actually on vacation, so it's actually with Dan Alberts tomorrow morning at 7. Oh, my goodness. Here on well, Danielle is uh, taking over KLIN. <laughs> uh, the senator was on my show. And, you know, it just happens that uh, because of Senator Conrad's uh, history with this issue, um, yeah, it's, I tell you what, this is a blockbuster story. So anyway, tune in Monday for uh, the Dan Parsons Show with Flatwater Free Press, uh, and we'll talk all about that. Well, I am thrilled uh, to welcome to the Dan Parsons Show Bill Steffen, Executive Director of the Lead Center for Performing Arts uh, and Curator for the Jazz in June um, uh, series, the longest running outdoor concert series uh, in Nebraska. Bill, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. And I know you're a fan of uh, Chef Kevin, and so uh, we wish you were here to enjoy a, 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 a strawberry margarita with us. I know. I am jealous. That sounds delicious. <laughs> Bill, is your starter is, is your starter still that. alive? Um, it is, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Best and, starter ever. Amazing. And remember, Amazing. if it dies, you know where to find me. Well, yeah. okay. Well, for for our listeners who don't know what the heck you're talking about, uh, Baker, um, you're talking about the starter for uh, bread, right? Uh, I um, before I opened bread and cup, um, people asked me, "Did you have experience?" I said, "Oh no, no." <laughs> I learned through watching Iron Chef and uh, Good Eats on Alton Brown, and that's um, part of my education. But I learned how to build a starter out of rye flour and water, and so that starter has been going since 2006. And Bill, among many, uh, are the recipients of that starter, and they're enjoying their own bread baking. Yeah. 
Very cool. Well, Bill, I, I still miss bread and cup though. That was the, some of the best bread I've ever had in my life, and um, I still dream of that pork sandwich. My goodness, that was delicious. <laughs> thanks, Bill. <laughs> well, well, Bill. So thanks, thanks so much for joining us, uh, Jazz and June. Halfway through your uh, season, uh, I know Kevin and I were talking uh, before the show came on that uh, we've enjoyed. Uh, I think Kevin said he's been to at least one or two, and I was at uh, this past Tuesday. And so what a wonderful uh, Lincoln uh, tradition of Jazz in June. And so just thanks for your leadership and and lining up just such great talent uh, for this landmark event uh, that we celebrate here in June in Lincoln. It is. It's a great series. And I I do have to give credit to we have a, a program committee that I'm on the chair of that um, assists, you know, that we work together in, in identifying the best groups to, to feature every year. And, and um, uh, you, you know, it's, they do such great, you know, suggestions. Yeah. Uh, Greg Simon from the Glencore School of Music, also, also an amazing trumpet player, um, you know, suggested um, Alexis, who is our opening act, and, and her amazing Latin band and included dancers. And so, um, you know, it's always great to have, you know, a variety of folks, you know, coming together to share artistic ideas and um, everybody has their own little background. And so I definitely am one of those people I love to, you know, hear about groups that have impacted different people's lives. And then I go research them and then we curate something to be the final, final package. So I think that, you know, and we've been having Grammy winners in recent years, you know, since the lead center, you know, got involved, you know, a few years ago, we, we try to always have at least one Grammy winner, which is always fun for the community to get to see a Grammy Award winning artist for free. Yes. Well, and uh, it, it's just such a great tradition. And uh, so, yeah, halfway through the season and you have uh, two more Tuesdays coming up yet here in June. And the weather has cooperated uh, wonderfully so far. My goodness, I just thought it was perfect. Uh, on Tuesday night, and typically this time of year, it starts warming up a little bit. But hey, we're Nebraskans; we don't care. And uh, you know, and and Kevin uh, is helping out with the project of one of the uh, food trucks. Uh, and so the food trucks, uh, just the camaraderie. Uh, I was down there, just you know, I felt like I was a politician working the crowd. You know, it's just uh, going from uh, walking around and just uh, saying hello to friends that I haven't seen for a while, and it's it. It's just such a wonderful tradition, and the setting, Bill, uh, in, in the sculpture garden uh, right in front of the uh, uh, of Sheldon, uh, is just such a wonderful uh, location. It is. I, I think it's one of the most beautiful locations in Nebraska, um, certainly in Lincoln. And you know, even though it's sometimes sunny, you've got so much you know shade, you know, from the beautiful trees, and it's, it's just it really is a great place where everybody comes together from all walks of life and enjoy great music and yeah. beautiful outdoors yeah. and some great food. Yeah. Well, if I could impose on you to introduce uh, uh, John Tavlin, who's uh, with us uh, also on the phone line. Uh, John great. is uh, with uh, Metro Jazz Quintet. So, uh, Bill, please, yeah. if you don't mind, introduce John. Absolutely. Well, well John Tavlin, you know, has been a, a fixture of the music scene in Lincoln, Nebraska for a number of years, decades, you know, he's, you know, founded Nebraska Jazz Orchestra yes. and has had so many amazing projects through the years. And, um, you know, he's a big supporter, um, you know, of jazz in so many different ways. And um, I'm so thrilled that he uh, came up with this 
a new concept of having a jazz quintet featuring many of the top jazz artists in Nebraska and, and many of them are, you know, top jazz artists in the nation, but it's always great to feature, you know, artists from Nebraska for jazz in June. And, um, John's been leading this effort, but he's got some, some amazing artists that work with him. It's a team effort. And I'll let John kind of talk about the Metro jazz. Wonderful. John, welcome to the Dan Parsons show. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us about, uh, uh, the new effort that uh, you're leading with the uh, Metro Jazz Quintet, which well, will Metro, be featured on Tuesdays, Jazz in June. Yes, uh, Metro Jazz Quintet is uh, a, really a project I've been working on for some considerable period of time uh, to assemble these great dream players, basically. We have an amazing uh, list of uh, musicians in our quintet, and uh, um, we are focusing really on the rich tradition of classic jazz music. So when people hear us, they're going to be hearing melodies that they are familiar with, famous melodies, famous historical tunes. And uh, our, our quintet not only performs these tunes, but we have a uh, jazz education aspect as well. So there'll be a little bit of an explanation about where these tunes came from, a little tidbits of information, uh, things people never really knew about where the tunes came from and how they evolved and how they developed. So uh, we're playing uh, um, uh, for this Jazz in June, this next Tuesday, uh, we are uh, essentially uh, previewing our concert series at the lead. On November 3rd, we're going to be featuring the music of Duke Ellington. And so for Jazz in June, we're playing two Duke Ellington tunes. People will be familiar with them. They're very famous tunes. And we're also going to be performing the music of George Gershwin on uh, um, uh, February 23rd. This is all at the Lead Commons. And uh, so for Jazz in June, we're going to be performing a couple of George Gershwin tunes as well, tunes people are familiar with, with the very interesting historical backgrounds. Uh, one of the tunes, the, uh, the original person who sang the lyrics with Ethel Merman on, in her Broadway debut. Wow. In 1930, there's lots of interesting historical tidbits like that. And the other tune, which came from the same musical that we're playing, the George Gershwin tune, Ginger Rogers sang that. So, uh, you know, things from 1930. And then uh, uh, classic jazz from uh, the hard bop era, which is mostly the 50s. We're playing a tune that was recorded by Clifford Brown. We're playing a tune recorded by uh, Freddie Hubbard, Woody Shaw. So it's it's really a wide variety of things, but... uh, Kind of our focus in Jazz in June, this performance, is to preview the type of music that we're going to be performing at our series at the Lead Commons uh, during the 2023-24 lead season. That's great. We're, John, we're visiting with John Tavlin, uh, a trumpet player, uh, for 63 years. You don't sound like it, John. And uh, and, and also Bill Steffen, the executive director of, uh, uh, of the Lead Center for Performing Arts. But, John, you have performed... In clubs and jazz, the most famous, some of the most famous jazz clubs uh, in the world: uh, London, New York, Chicago, Kansas City, San Francisco, L.A., San Diego. And Kevin, you, Chef Kevin, has a question. Yeah, John, um, music hits us early in life, right? And give us can can you tell us a story about a melody, like you were describing these melodies that capture us? Give us a can you give us a story of an early memory of a melody that got you? Well, the the earliest influence I had as a trumpet player was Louis Armstrong. Mm. And, uh, you know, Louis Armstrong uh, played these classic melodies that rose out of Dixieland. Mm. Um, and 
He was a, there's never been anybody like Louis Armstrong since as an entertainer, as a vocalist and, and so on. Um, you know, a lot of these melodies, for example, that we're going to be performing, like, for example, George Gershwin's melodies, George Gershwin was not a jazz composer. Mm, right. He, He's classical, right? Yeah. Well, uh, he was actually a Tin Pan Alley. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, an Irving Berlin type of composer, yeah. just composing ditties and short songs. Yeah. And, he commissioned to write things. A lot of what he did, he was just commissioned, you know, to to write these tunes. And uh, uh, where George Gershwin became famous, really at a very early age for him, is when he wrote Rhapsody in Blue, which in 1924, which was a tune he didn't even want to write. Hmm. He was commissioned to write that by Paul Whiteman and the Paul Whiteman Orchestra. And the first performance of that tune wasn't at a concert really featuring it. It was more like a dance recital where you had like 34 different acts. And the last one was George Gershwin and the Paul Whiteman Orchestra are going to play Rhapsody in Blue. And it, his career just took off after that. So these individuals, the Tin Pan Alley types, okay, the Cole Porters, the Irving Berlins, the George Gershwins, um, they were in the business of writing melodies and then adapting them to uh, Broadway shows or different scenarios and things of that sort. You know, Rodgers and Hammerstein really came from the same cloth. Um, uh, they they all trace back to that Tin Pan Alley commercial, just writing tunes. Things come to mind. You write it out. Here you go. And by the luck of, uh, I guess, random sampling and popular demand, certain tunes become tremendous classics that are handed down for decades and decades and, and decades. So yeah. all this, you know, this music we're playing, a lot of it is, I mean, we're, we're playing a tune written by Duke Ellington in 1939. Nice. It's based on a tune that was written in 1917. Nice. So a lot of these things just get handed down and handed down and reconstituted. We're, we're uh, visiting with John Tavlin with the Metro Jazz Quintet, the next uh, act uh, in the halfway through the season of the wonderful jazz in June. And Bill Steffen's also on the line with us from uh, the Lead Center for Performing Arts, who the uh, Lead Center staff are curating uh, all of the uh, uh, concerts for Jazz in June. Kevin, you had another thought? One of the most influential albums of my on my food was Kind of Blue. Hmm by Miles Davis. And the reason that was so influential is because he changed music and I think I changed my food because of it. Because he m went from complex to simple and understandable and involved and I've I I played that album in my restaurant Ad nauseum yeah, to yeah. my staff. Well, Bill, it must just be a joy to be able to uh, to, to have the connections that you have across the country uh, because of your long history of uh, at the Lead Center for Performing Arts and being able to help uh, curate some of the best uh, musicians uh, in the world. And uh, so, thanks for thanks for that effort. Well, absolutely, it's it's a real pleasure to you know one of the best most rewarding things about. The, the work I do with, with Jazz in June and, and at the lead is, is bringing the greatest artists in the world and featuring, you know, the artists of Nebraska, which are also great and, um, and the joy that it brings them and the, brings everybody together. It's, you know, the Jazz in June brings everybody together in the community and it's, it's the good life. And Terrence Simeon, you know, which is our, our last yes. uh, group of the, of the, of the year. The Zydeco um, experience, time. right? Yeah. Zydeco. Yeah. And, I believe it's the first time um, he's ever performed in Lincoln for free. 
you know, the, <laughs> you, know you don't have to pay admission because these players yeah. do fast. He was at the lead center, you know, on the main yes, stage. Yes, yes. Always been ticketed. You always had to, you always had to buy a ticket. And so this is the first time that everybody, no matter, you know, if you don't have money to come buy a ticket, you just get to go and enjoy this amazing oh. artist. And, and it, he's such a party. He is. He's just, it, you know, he's probably going to throw away, throw some beads out in the audience. Nice. I'm sure there'll be some dancing, and it'll be a very festive way to, to wrap up the year. And that's on June 20, Tuesday, June 27th, and uh, yeah. and then coming up uh, this coming Tuesday is uh, is um, uh, the Metro Jazz Quintet. And John, I wanted to ask, uh, who were who were some of the other musicians uh, in the group? Well, the other musicians are. Um on drums, uh, uh, Jeffrey Johnson, and uh, I believe Jeffrey is the drummer for the sack band up in Omaha. But he's oh, a very, yeah. Very fine drummer. He's actually substituting for a regular drummer, Doug Montera. Doug is in Europe right now, and uh, um, <clears throat> Doug is, uh, teaches jazz drums at University of Nebraska at Omaha. Then on the keyboard, we have uh, Jeff Jenkins. Jeff yeah. Jenkins, for 16 years, uh, taught jazz piano at the University of Colorado in Boulder. And he retired recently and moved to Omaha, so we're just a treasure that we we found Jeff. Um, this guy is fantastic. On the, the uh, bass is Andy Hall. There's nobody like Andy yep. Hall. Andy Hall is the greatest <laughs> jazz bass player. Yes, he is in Nebraska easily. And uh, he was the uh, jazz the bass player from Maryland. Made he could play with anybody. And then on tenor saxophone, um, the uh, uh, professor of uh, saxophone at the University of Nebraska, Dr. Paul Haar, yeah. is our tenor saxophone player, my good good friend. And um, then then you got me. You got you on the trumpet. Yeah, you got me on trumpet. All seventy three years old of me. <laughs> well, and, uh, you still uh, got gas in the tank, John. Oh yeah, plenty of gas in the tank, and. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, we've got some wonderful arrangements that were done for us by Mark Benson, our friend Mark Benson up in Bellevue, Nebraska. Um, six of the tunes that we're playing were arranged by Mark, and uh, we're going to play ten tunes total, and it's just wonderful, fantastic music. I think you know the audience is going to recognize the music, and there are a lot of toe tappers. There's, there's exciting stuff, all kinds of tempos, ballads, you name it. Uh, our show is going to have a little bit of everything and great, great musicianship. Uh, Caleb, would you play a little clip of that? Yeah, yeah. Well, John and Bill, so, so uh, you know, I've only been doing this about five weeks now, but uh, so I try to reveal a little bit more about my past and my experience uh, uh, as we go along in the in the uh, in the show. So I am a musician, um, and I actually uh, know very well. Uh, your pianist and your bass player, uh, Jeff Jenkins, is uh, uh, is a friend. As is Andy Hall. I've known Andy for years and years and years. We go. Andy Hall and I go back so far. Uh, we both uh, taught uh, uh, lessons at a music store here in Lincoln when I got out of college. And uh, Andy, of course, uh, taught. Did you playing honky tonks together uh, in your high school days? No, it doesn't go back <laughs> quite that far. Uh, but uh, but Jeff Jenkins is married to Terry Joe and uh, a wonderful singer on her own and his wife terry joe and i used to play in a uh, uh rock and roll cover band here in lincoln so 
There you yeah. go. <laughs> so That's it's a fine. small it's a small town, but yeah. uh, I, I know that they're just tremendous. Uh, at, uh, uh, I almost said athletes because they are athletes in their own right. They're musicians, and you're right. Andy Hall is the preeminent bass player in this state and in the region. Uh, just and just darn good people as well. Yeah, I'm excited just to, I mean, I've been talking to Andy about this group, the Metro Jazz Quintet, for the probably the past three, four years. Yeah. Well, Saturday, especially in the afternoon, temperatures only in the lower 80s with a southwest wind around 5 to 15 miles per hour. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert Team, I'm Chief Meteorologist Rusty Dawkins. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, and thanks to Bill Steffen and John Tavin for uh, their preview of the upcoming rest of the season for Jazz and June. Uh, Chef Kevin, do you have a word for us to send us out for the weekend? I do. Remember, there may not be a book to tell you how to get on the same page. Nice, nice. Well...